Hello, friends. I'm Renee. And I'm Anna. And you're listening to Fangirl Happy Hour Question Tuesday Edition. Today we're going to answer some questions from real space bees, real fan bees. I like both. Yeah. Space bee, fan bees, our beehive. I'm pretty sure that Beyonce's fans are coming after us for that one. Why? Because that's what they call themselves, the beehive. Oh. Let's not encroach on the queen's territory. We bought the real queen. Jonah from the excellent podcast, Cabbages and Kings, asked us if you could go on an adventure, where would you go and for how long? And I'm going to change this up a little bit to ask you, because you work too hard, that if you could take a break from life and go on an extended vacation or adventure in one country in the world, where would you go? If I could have an extended vacation, I would go to Canada. Yes, I would go to the west coast i would go walk in the wilderness i would go to vancouver uh, where my partner has been and he really loved it there but every time we, f- we say let's go to canada and i say we don't have enough vacation days we just need more days one week doesn't seem enough to just go on walks and, and doing awesome stuff i would also love to go to japan for the same reason we haven't been yet because it's so far away it's so expensive and one week doesn't seem enough about you you stole my answer really it was japan i would go and just collect my friend rose she knows some japanese and she knows so much about the culture she's so smart be like we're going to japan you have no choice you're coming with me and i would take her with me because otherwise i would be fucking doomed (laughs) (laughs) i grew up watching anime now I'm into manga, and I read a lot of news about Japan, and it just sounds like a super fascinating country. There's a lot of history. I'm a big history nerd. Just imagining get, getting to go and like be one-on-one with that history. Like you said, one week isn't long enough. So if you had like extended vacation time to just go and wander around Japan and learn about it, that would be so great. Also, the food. Apparently, they have amazing Kit Kats. Oh, yes, I know. You see, Alisa from Galatas Bubbles keeps trying all these different flavors of Kit Kat. And I'm like, this is not vegan, but I would totally be into it. Wait. What? They're not vegan, but you would still eat them? I would try the green tea Kit Kat. I can't even get you to try a bite of delicious, properly southern fried chicken. Oh my god. Oh, no. Chicken's gross, Renee. (laughs) We ended up from Adventure Talk to... Once again, Anna, mourning my life choices when it comes to my chicken consumption. I would love for you to say that in front of my mother, just to see what would happen. Chicken is oh my gross. God. Oh my god, no, I would never. Yeah, so Japan would be where I would go. And if I had a second choice, I would go to Hawaii. Also full of great history. It's super beautiful there. And Kaylee is there. So I could just be like, hey, I'm here. Let's hang out. I would have her show me all about outrigger canoe paddling. Speaking of, I'm in the middle of Buried Heart, the last book in her trilogy, and it's breaking my heart. 
Jonah, your question just went everywhere. You got places, you got Kit Kats, you got Anna's disgust over fried food. N.K. Elliot. N.K. Elliot. This was a rounded out question. Good job. I'm curious as to where everybody else would go, though, because that's a really interesting question. We think about vacation as this really short time period, but if you had longer, where would you go? Because that would change the answer. Mm-hmm. Space Bees, let us know if you could go on an extended vacation, where would you go? Marie asked, what is a book that you wish you had read slash had been around when you were a teen? This is complicated. I think I would have liked to read the Dorothy L. Sayers books with Peter and Harriet because I was really into mysteries. I started reading Agatha Christie when I was 12 and these ones are really different in the way that they portray romance and I think they would have been different for me. My original answer to this was actually Isaac Material series by Philip Pullman. They were not available in Brazil and I think I would have liked them. It's been so long since I've read those books, I don't even remember what happens in them very well. Well, the new book's coming out this year, so I actually plan on reading the original trilogy again. When would I have the time, Anna? <laughs> You're going to get a time turner to do that? You're going to make that possible with uh, some magic? Yeah. How are you going to manage that one, Anna? That, seems, that doesn't seem possible. You have eight jobs. You have eight jobs. What about you? What is the book that you you wish you had read? I wish that I had had access to Kate Elliott's work when I was a teenager. I wish that I had had access to Octavia Butler's work when I was a teenager. Good job. We somehow made it back to Kate Elliott again. If we can't mention Kate Elliott at least once, we're not doing our jobs. It's less about there being a specific book for me and more about the fact that I wish I'd had more access to women writers because they just weren't around where I was. I had more luck a little bit with Madeline L. Engel because I read A Wrinkle in Time and A Wind in the Door when I was a teenager and fell in love with them. I just know that if I had had more access to other women writers like L. Engel, it would have just opened up the whole world for me. Instead of going into fiction to find women writers, I went to fanfic to find women writers. Having those books available would have been like lot changing especially Kaylee's books like I look back to teenage me and be like you would be in heaven I tried a lot of epic fantasy back when I was a teenager like Robert Jordan and I would eventually fail out because the female characters were not well treated or they were objectified or whatever else it would have been brilliant to read more epic fantasy by women which I'm sure back then also had its own problems but it would have been not male gaze that's Great a answer. hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. Marie, you were trying to stump us, weren't you? You thought, but we came through and mentioned Elliot. Marie, what about you? Yeah. Answer your own question. Send us an email. Next up, from Lee. This is for Anna. I'll be moving to Recife, Brazil this summer. Do you have any recommendations for works in English translation by Brazilian authors? My Portuguese isn't good enough yet for non-translated works. 
This was a really difficult question for me to answer because I was not I was not really fully aware of what has been translated into English from Portuguese, uh, nor have I kept up with Brazilian literature in the past 14 years. So I have nothing really new that I could recommend. I could only recommend, because I found and I did a search, really seminal older works of Brazilian literature. Two of them are that I would recommend. One would be the books by Jorge Amado. Uh, he's from the northeast of Brazil as well. He's not from Recife, but he's from Bahia. Uh, and most of his work takes place in Bahia. One of them is called Captains of the Sand, which is a really hard book to read about street children in Brazil. But it's something that all of us have to read in school. The other one that I would recommend that is not uh, I wouldn't say well-read, but it's not like it's not literature that you read at school. At least it wasn't when I was in school and it wasn't my school. But it's a feminist writer called Clarice Lispector. And you can check out, and there are tons of her books on Amazon. I, see, I saw it today. And maybe you can take a look at the blurbs to see which one would you would fancy more. But I recommend her work. And those are the two that I could think. Of course, there is like the very commercial Paulo Coelho with The Alchemist, which was very famous at some point. And most of his books have been translated. It's not for everybody because it's kind of like more the spiritual side. I really liked The Alchemist when I read it. And anything newer, I don't know. So for our Brazilian listeners, if you can recommend anything new that you know that has been translated into English, let us know so I can tell Lee. Help! Help! And also, I have never been to Recife. My step-grandfather was from there. And I know that is a really cool place. And I hope you have a great time. A while ago, we got a prompt from somebody wanting us to do a series of bookish questions based on a series done at EW called Books of My Life. And now I forget who it was. I'm so sorry. I don't remember because I'm an asshole. I apologize. But I thought that could be my questions for you for a while where we could just share our answers about these questions. Okay. And there's like at least 10 or 15 questions. So we'll be covered for Question Tuesday for quite a while. And I won't ask you any more about chocolate-covered insects. <laughs> so the first question is, a book that you read in secret as a kid? The first thing that came to mind was my mom's collection of Harlequin romance novels that she used to get. In Brazil, those books are considered lower types of books so they are not even sold in bookstores they are sold in newsstands and they are like very cheap paper and they are very cheap books they are short kind of like the harlequin romances are very short but my mom used to get tons of those and of course hide them because i was a teenager and sometimes when she would leave the house i would go and take a pic of them i couldn't understand what the big deal was but yeah those are the books that i would read in secret I have a specific book for this question. So when I was a kid, my mom had this copy of a book called Make Believe Children by Arlene DeMarco. I can't find a blurb for this book, but there's like a little summary on the front of the cover that I finally found on Goodreads. 
And it says, a shocking behind-the-scenes novel about Kim Hudson, the beautiful child actress who grew up to be Hollywood's number one sex superstar. And it is about this little girl from childhood to adulthood and how she gets into show business. And, like, the very first part of the book is, like, her sitting on a dude executive's lap while he fondles her and jacks off. That's how this book starts with this little girl. And it goes to her whole life from that point on. 11-year-old me should not have been reading this book. Oh, my God. Should not have been reading this book at all. How did you find it? It was just in my mom's bookshelf. Why did my mom have this book, number one? This is, like, there's trash literature, and then there's trash literature. (laughs) Oh, my God. I have no clue where it came from or why she had it, but she did. It came out in 1975. This book also contained orgies. Oh, my God. Caning. Oi. The main character, Kim Hudson, having a baby, but it was deformed. Because of the caning? Maybe. I can't remember. And then she sent the baby to a home. A lot of sexual abuse. So what did your 11-year-old mind make of it? I was very confused. This is not the way that you want to be introduced to BDSM. Let me put it that way. This is not a good introduction. Very unhealthy. Because, like, in the book, the caning is... Okay, I want to say it was a consensual thing. Like, the person doing the caning was kind of eh. But the person who was having it done to them was like, Yeah, thumbs way up. So, I don't want to get, like, emails going, This is not BDSM! Don't... Like, this is more complicated. No, guys. I promise. Like, there was a little bit of, like, consent and discussion. I promise. It was just really complicated for an 11-year-old to process. I hope whoever asked us to do this survey of questions over the next few weeks was excited that that was my first answer. And I definitely read this book like multiple times and was obsessed with this book. The sex parts weren't like titillating. It was just so grotesquely over the top that I just didn't, I was fascinated. When kids get upset or scared or whatever about something, they're really good at self-censoring. Me, I don't think I had that ability to self-censor back then i was just like i don't get this i'm gonna read it multiple times to figure out figure it out until i get it (laughs) like it was just for science and research obviously i was a weird kid anyway so that's my answer make believe children arlene demarco if somebody else has read this book or has heard of this book please email us because i want to know i wasn't alone Thanks to Jonah, Marie, and Lee for sending in questions. Send us more. We love your questions. Our show art is by Ira. Our transcripts are made by Susan, who is a superstar. You can read them on fangirlhappyhour.com. Our music is by Boxcat Games and Chucky Beats. We are on Twitter at Fangirl Podcast. Our email is fangirlhappyhour at gmail.com. Please do write to us with your thoughts. You can subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are acquired. If we're coming to you via iTunes, feel free to stop by and leave us five stars. If you want your question featured on a future Question Tuesday, you can ping us on social media or use the handy form on fangirlhappyhour.com. Remember to drink lots of water, don't let your dishes pile up in the sink, and contact your reps. Remember to go on long vacations if you can, and don't work 800 jobs like me. Accurate. Thanks for listening to our show, Space Bees. See you next episode.
wait, what's going on? What's happening? Okay. Where'd your window go? I can't see you. What do you mean? I'm here. I know you're here, but I I lost my window. I couldn't see your window. <sighs> am I recording? I think I am. I just want to check. Yes. Oh my god. I checked. I check every time just to be safe. Okay. I can't pronounce that shit. I <laughs> suck at vowels. Remember, safe, sane, and consensual. Okay. <laughs>